Hello, you're listening to Ending Physician Overwhelm, and I'm your host, Dr. Megan Mello. I'm a physician and a life coach for physicians and other professionals. In this podcast, we look at why, as physicians, we often get stuck in feelings of overwhelm, anxiety, and burnout, and how we can break out of toxic thought patterns. My hope is that each episode gives you an opportunity to heal and get more clear on how you want to show up in your life and your work. And now, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the show. Today we're talking about play and fun. And as I'm recording this, right now we are smack in the middle of July. So the middle of the summertime where I am. And it has me really thinking more about what do I do for play and fun? And the reason I think this comes up for me, uh, really most summers of my adult life, is just thinking back to easy memories of childhood, where during the summertime, you know, we didn't have the school responsibilities. I would spend hours reading or, um, you know, riding my bike or playing badminton in the back of the yard with my brother or just doing things where I really sort of lost myself to time. And when we think about you know, our lives as adults and thinking about where we do or don't play and find that fun. Um, I just really thought that this was an important topic and um, one that we probably don't talk about enough, especially when we think about our role as, you know, physicians or other health professionals who are supposed to have this very serious work. And when I think about physicians and burnout, and some of the hidden costs that are, you know, inherent to our work and, and lifestyle tendencies, I see play and fun really as a common area of sacrifice, which is not to say that there aren't, you know, those among us who don't prioritize play and fun, because there certainly are. But I think when we think about the time crunches, when we think about the seriousness of our work at times, um, you know, the high level of responsibility, fun and play can seem like indulgences that we just simply can't afford. And really, um, you know, this has pretty, pretty significant consequences uh, for us in the long run. Now, there certainly have been times where I can reflect on my own career in medicine and think about times when I've had fun at work, when I've been playful. Um, But it's easy for that, again, to sort of fall to the wayside, you know, especially as we think about increased pressures for productivity, for patient access, um, you know, safety regulations and the like. It's easy for play and fun to fall off the list at work, certainly. And often, you know, during the busyness of our adult lives, whether we are you know, working full time or overtime, whether we have children or perhaps other adults that we are responsible for or pets, things like that. There can be so many competing priorities that again, play and fun seem like silly indulgences that we simply don't allow ourselves. And yet, according to Dr. Stuart Brown, a psychiatrist and the founder of the National Institute for Play, the opposite of play is not work. 
the opposite of play is depression. So if you really think about the role of fun and playfulness and feeling, you know, fun and playful as emotions, we can really see how we may feel like those emotions are off the table for us, but it really can be because we are not prioritizing that in the big picture. And I wanna read out a list of uh, what Dr. Brown identifies as the properties of play. And as I read these factors, I invite you to think about where does this come up for you in your life? Or if you can't think of something right now that falls into that category, thinking about, you know, when you were a kid, when these things were true. And, um, you know, again, the, the professional, you know, sort of science-minded person in me loves the uh, technicality of these terms, but here is the list of the properties of play. One, play is apparently purposeless. Two, play is voluntary. Three, play has an inherent attraction. Four, play leads to freedom from time. That is, it's easy to get lost in play and not be aware of how much time has passed. Uh, five, play gives you a diminished consciousness of self right? You're not constantly sort of focusing on how you appear, um, how you're presenting yourself, that kind of idea. Six, play includes improvisational potential, that there isn't necessarily a script to follow, that there is a, an off-the-cuff feeling. And finally, seven, play leads to a desire to continue. You're enjoying it, and you don't want the fun to stop. When I recently took a look at this list, frankly, it was really hard for me to come up with examples in my adult life of where I currently feel this. And I wonder if that's true for you as well. But I wanna argue that there is a real clear need for us to incorporate play into our life. And again, I'm gonna give you uh, a quote from Dr. Stuart Brown. Respecting our biologically programmed need for play can transform work. It can bring back excitement and newness to our job. Play helps us deal with difficulties, provides a sense of expansiveness, promotes mastery of our craft, and is an essential part of the creative process. Most important, True play that comes from our own inner needs and desires is the only path to find lasting joy and satisfaction in our work. In the long run, work does not work without play. And I think about that quote, and I can think about it in the context of our medical work, that when we are able to bring a playfulness to elements of the work that we do at our places of work, how our productivity, our creativity, our problem-solving ability, our relationships with others can be enhanced. But think too about other parts of your life where there is an element of work, 
whether that's taking care of a home, taking care of a pet or children or another adult. I think it's so easy for us to view those tasks as chores, as work, and to ignore the opportunity for there to be a playfulness to those roles. And of course, when we don't embrace the opportunity for there to be playfulness there, then playfulness and fun are not prioritized and they once more fall to the bottom of the list, the list of things to be done someday when all the quote unquote real work is done. And as we all know, that day never really comes (laughs) because there's always too much. There's always more. There's always something that we can be doing that we can consider work. So, you know, as you think about this for your own life, you know, I want to put it out there. Um, Three really important um, components that play can bring to our life. Number one is that play renews our energy. So again, if we are thinking about play and fun and, you know, experiencing enjoyment of play and fun, then we are often feeling the emotions of playfulness, of enjoyment, of engagement, of, you know, desire to be, you know, sort of in that positive flow state, um, that state where we aren't paying attention to time, where we're not self-conscious, where we just want more enjoyment. And when you think about, you know, actively putting that into your life, where you've got all those positive emotions swirling around, it follows that that has the ability to renew positive energy in your life, which helps to, you know, decrease the amount of time that you stay in negativity, which is what most people are experiencing in the state of burnout, right? When we're feeling, uh, you know, emotionally exhausted, emotionally depleted, when we're feeling overwhelmed, um, you know, confused by too many choices, that is often a state where we are feeling a lot of negative energy and really tuned into those emotions. And we're really not tuned into the opportunities to feel playful, engaged, uh, you know, and, and that, that sense of fun. Number two is that play really stretches our creative problem solving. So when you are feeling playful and creative, right? You're able to think on your feet of lots of different possibilities. So imagine, you know, you are play acting, um, you know, if you were socialized as a girl and you might have played with dolls, or if you were socialized as a boy and you might have played with action figures and you might've spent time, uh, you know, kind of creating, um, scenarios where there's interactions between characters and, um, you know, maybe, maybe you're playing with a friend and they come along and they want something else to happen. And then you decide something else will happen. And there seems to be this, you know, this ongoing possibility for, you know, opportunities. It's the idea of yes. And yes. And we're, we're, uh, you know, in an improv sense, you are accepting someone else's idea and you're throwing out another layer to it. When you think about, you know, again, sort of the energy or the experience that that mindset creates where you're just 
thinking about all these ideas, you, you aren't limiting your thinking because you're not prejudging the ideas. You're just imagining lots of different possibilities. And, you know, because of the dynamic nature of medical work, you know, sometimes there are very clear answers of what the next step is, but especially in primary care, there are a lot of problems that people bring to us that don't have one clear medical solution, or, you know, perhaps there is a better option, uh, you know, in the literature, in the evidence, but for whatever reason, that patient is not able to engage with the quote unquote best option. And it includes, you know, this opportunity for creative thinking. How can we move the patient's health forward, even if we can't engage with that quote unquote best option. You can see where play gives us opportunity to stretch those creativity muscles, which allows us to be better problem solvers, right? Which is really a lot of the work that we do in medicine. The third really important element for you to consider is that play is inextricably tied to rest. When you have some priority for both play and rest in your life, or even just one or the other, your life improves. Your ability to be wholehearted, as Brene Brown says, improves. Uh, I realize I'm confusing the picture because I'm talking about both Dr. Stuart Brown, who is a psychiatrist, as well as Dr. Brene Brown, who is a PhD researcher that I reference often. Um, and she researches human emotions, including shame and vulnerability and courage. Uh, but I will have links to both in the show notes for you today. But again, thinking about how, and this ties into the first element that play is something that helps to renew our energy the same way that rest does as well. And when you think about having had a good rest and having had a good play, how both of those states put you in a better mindset in a better, you know, kind of emotional and physical state of well-being. And of course, we can drill down into science that shows that, you know, both a lack of play and, and a lack of rest are quite detrimental in terms of both long and short-term health. And so you can see how they are highly related to each other, but also really important in their own mind. So I invite you to think about where play and fun exist in your world. And if you struggle to, you know, think about where do I have play in my life? Where do I have fun? Then you might actually check out the website for the National Institute of Play. And you might actually look at different components of play and uh, identify different types of play and think about what you used to enjoy as a child. What used to engage you so that it was hard to keep track of time, that you didn't have to think hard about whether or not you wanted to do that thing. That thing felt so compelling because you knew that you would enjoy it. You know, what really sort of got your energy and attention excited um, as a child, as a teenager, uh, perhaps as a young adult, 
if you can't think of something right now that engages you. And thinking about it, if you need to, from the perspective that play is really necessary for our enjoyment, our delight, our joy, our gratitude as adults. It is not something that is indulgent and silly and that we'll get to one day, right? There often is no one day. What would your life be like if you made a little space for playfulness and fun? And not just for activities, but really engaging with the emotions of playfulness and feeling fun, feeling energized, feeling creative. Because of course, it's not just about the activities that you might do. It's about the emotion that you want to have, that playfulness, that fun, that creativity. And in order to get to that place, part of what we need to do is to be having thoughts that lead us to having those feelings, right? So if you have something planned that you might find to be fun, then really intentionally choosing to have thoughts of, I can't wait until I, you know, see my friend and we're going to go play board games together. I am so excited that my friends are coming over and we're going to go, you know, do a pickup game of volleyball. Thinking about opportunities for fun, thinking about activities that would be fun, thinking about the pleasure that you expect to get from it really starts to create the idea for your brain that you are going to be enjoying yourself when you get there. So you can see how that cascade of, you know, helpful thoughts can lead you into those emotional states to be actually enjoying the activities. All right. I hope this has been helpful. I hope that you are thinking about, you know, how to incorporate more fun and play into your life and really the benefits for you outside of the enjoyment of the activity itself. Play and fun are really essential to our identity as humans and really have a clear role in terms of our overall physical and emotional health. So again, I hope that you uh, take this episode to heart and go out and play. All right. Until next time, have a wonderful day and I'll catch you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ending Physician Overwhelm. If you've learned something today or felt moved, please share this episode with a colleague and be sure to like and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode yourself. If you'd like to know more about me and my coaching practice, you can find more information at www.healthierforgood.com. Until next time, take care.